the world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting. But that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Grace for My Home. I am so glad you have decided to join me here again today. We are in the middle of a very busy week. My um, middle son is playing football. My youngest son is playing soccer. And we're trying to get everybody to practice and games and all these things. And then, of course, on top of that, you've got school. And so it's just been a busy time. It's been a busy week. But I am, we're thankful that the weekend is coming and hopefully we'll have a couple of, of down days, at least one. So welcome to my world. It has just been so, so busy lately. But one thing I'm very thankful for is that I, right now I'm homeschooling my youngest son, Caleb. He's 12. He's in seventh grade this year and he'll be my last. He'll be my last homeschooler. And I'm just so thankful for this time with him. You know, we've had some one-on-one time. And to be honest with you, this past Sunday, I had to do some soul searching because I've really not done anything new with him. You know, years ago, I could spend hours researching homeschool curriculum and trying to figure out, you know, what are we going to do this year? I don't do that anymore because I've done, I've homeschooled for about 10 years now and I know exactly what I like. So, you know, I'm just with him. I'm like, oh, this is what we're going to do because this is what I like. This is what your brothers have done, you know, and and it's taken a lot off of me. But sometimes when we when we when we know how to do something, we stop relying on the Lord to do it. It's kind of like, oh, I've got this. You know, I know how to do this now. And we start doing it in our own strength and our own ability And this past Sunday, I was thinking about him and, you know, I was planning ahead for the week and planning his school. And I thought, you know, I am not excited about this at all. This is kind of boring because we've done it. And I started thinking, you know, Lord, I really have not sought you for his year. I've just said, hey, I got this. I thought, Lord, I need to hear from you. I need to know, you know, what do you want for Caleb this year? Because... He is at that age where he's old enough now that we can have some really good talks, but he still listens and hangs on the things that me and his dad tell him. He just has such a, such a receptive heart. I'm so thankful for that. But you know, that does not last forever. That is a a very short time. And so I want to be more intentional about sewing into his heart and, um, you know, using the time wisely. 
because his, his two older brothers are teenagers now and they have great hearts. You know, it's nothing on them, but there is an age when you have received and received and you've listened and now you want to take these things and put them into practice. And that's kind of where his brothers are now. They're, they're finding their own way. They're learning, you know, how to take these things that mom and dad has taught them and put them to practice and see if they're real, you know, see if they really hold up in the real world. But Caleb is still at that age where he is, you know, he's still taking in and taking to heart the things that we teach him. So that's my prayer. That's what's what God's dealing with me in my heart. And um, I just, you know, shared that with the whole world. So, but, you know, God is always working. He's always working on us as long as we're listening, then he'll always be working. And I, you know, I, I want him to work on me, you know, because, because I want to be, I want to, I want to be about his business. I want to be doing what he has put me here to do. And if I'm doing it on my own and in my own strength and never stop to ask him, then I'm probably not on his path. I'm on my path. But I wanted to share with you this week something that kind of speaks to that. I wanted to share with you a story from the Old Testament that has really brought has really brought me comfort. It's really brought me um, you know, comfort that God hears my prayers and knows my heart and has a plan for me and for my family. And it's from Second Kings, starting in chapter four. And it's really short. It's only seven, seven verses. So if you'll bear with me, I'll just read it for those who aren't familiar with the story. It says, the wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha. At this time, Elisha was the prophet over Israel. And he said, your servant, my husband, is dead. So her husband has died, and you know that he revered or served the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, go around and ask all of your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for a few. Then go inside, shut the door behind you and your sons, pour oil into all the jars, and as each is filled, put it aside. She left him, shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another. And he replied, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God, and he said, go sell the oil, pay for your debts, and you and your sons can live on what is left. So see, very short little story, but I'm I'm attracted to this story because it's a mama and she she's worried about her children. Her husband has died, you know, in Israel at this time, in this time period, you know, women without a husband, especially with children, they were in a, they were in a bad state because she couldn't work. You know, she couldn't provide for her family. And not only did her husband die, who was the provider, but he left them with debt. So, and the creditors were saying, we're coming for your children. We're going to sell your children to pay for the debt. 
And so she goes to the prophet and says, listen, my husband served God. You know, we serve the Lord. And I just see this as a prayer. You know, she went to the the prophet, but he represented the Lord and said, hey, you know, we serve the Lord. And he says, well, what do you want me to do for you? And then he asks, what do you have? What you got? And she said, well, you know, I don't have anything except for that little bit of oil. And he tells her what to do. He gives her instructions and she goes and does it. And I just can relate to this mom, you know, not that I've ever lost my husband. Thank the Lord. I I have not. But I know what it's like to fear for your children's future. You know, I was taught the gospel as a child. But when I became that at the age of making my own choices, I did not choose to serve the Lord. I, I walked away from what I said I believed. And. You know, there was a part of me when I was a young mom and I had these children that thought, Lord, how do you how do you share the gospel, share the truth of Jesus to your children in such a way that they believe, that they stick with it, that they won't deserve the Lord when you're not around? And I was perplexed by that because, you know, not only me, but other people I knew who had you know, been brought up in church. I had seen so many turn away. And when I finally had a true encounter with Jesus, I thought, Lord, you know, you want that for your kids. I wanted that for my kids. But I thought, Lord, how do you do that? And there's so many voices, you know, around, especially from my past that would say, you know, they're not going to go this way. You know, you can teach them, you can show them the way. But when they're older, they're going to go the way of the world. And I had to constantly fight that voice and the voices around me that would say things like, well, you know, you don't want to you, you don't want to be too spiritual. You know, you don't want to 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 make it too much because you're going to drive them away. Or, you know, that would say, oh, well, you've got to drill it in them. You've got to drill this in them. You got to, you know, make them, you know. Make them believe. And I thought, Lord, I don't want to do that because I know I can't make them believe. Do you know you cannot make anybody believe? You know, we we can't. We cannot. We can tell somebody the gospel. We can share the gospel. We can share truth with them. We can tell them our story. But we we cannot make anybody believe anything. You know, the Holy Spirit has to do that work. You know, Paul even said, he said, I plant the seed of Apollos. He waters, but God gives the increase. And it's the same with our children. So when I read this story and I see, you know, this mother, she had a debt she couldn't pay. And we have a debt we couldn't pay. And Jesus Christ paid that debt for us. He went to the cross. He gave himself his sinless life for my sinful life. He paid the debt I could not pay. And not only did he pay my debt, but he paid the debt of my children. Only he has to show them that. But he is enough. You know, he paid the debt and he is my savior, but he's their savior. So my prayer, you know, I see this woman and she goes 
and says, listen, I've served the Lord. What can we do? What can I do for my children? You know, the creditor, the enemy is saying, I'm coming for your children. What can I do? And the prophet said, take what you got and pour it in. Go in your home, shut the door and pour it in. And there's so much in there. It's so good. You know, we have something. But a lot of times we'll convince ourselves it's nothing. And maybe it's not it's not enough, right? But it's something. You, God has done something in your life. It is your testimony. You have an anointing. You have a little bit of oil. And you can take what you have and you can give that to your children. You can pour that into them. And see, you, we think, well, it's just not enough. And we know it's not enough, right? But when we start pouring out of obedience, God makes it enough. See, she, she goes and says, what do I do? And then God, through the prophet, gives her the plan. And the plan is go home, shut the door. And pour what you have into these empty vessels. And I want to present to you today that your children are your empty vessels. They're jars of clay, right? And God has given you something to pour into them. And don't discount what little you have. You pray to him. You get the plan. Say, Lord, show me what to do. Show me how to do this. You go and you go home. And you pour into those little ones. I love that he says, shut the door. I don't know why he tells her to shut the door. I can tell you what I think. You know, when we are listening to all the voices in the world, they can talk us right out of believing God. You know, he can want to, he can have a miracle for us. He can have something very special for us. But if we're listening to all the naysayers, and we're listening to all the ones who are going to say, well, you know, it, it really, you know, you really shouldn't get your hopes up. Then we can just let them talk us right out of what God wants to do in us and in our children. And I think sometimes we have to shut the door to the world. We have to say, you know what? As for me and my house, this is how we're going to live. And, you know, we don't have to flaunt it in front of them. We don't have to, you know, say, well, we don't have to even tell them. We just live it. We just go home. We shut the door and we say, in this house, this is how we're going to live. In this house, we're going to trust God. In this house, we're going to pray. You know, in this house, we're going to believe for good. We're going to believe that God has a good plan for us, no matter what the world is saying outside. You know, there can be a raging storm outside, but home is a place where we can be protected from the storm. And your home can be that. God created the first institution he created was the family. And there is power in the family. Why do you think the enemy comes against it? Because he knows there is power when a man and a woman come together and they have children and they teach those children and they love those children and they provide for those children, then there is power in that. And you have something worth passing on to your children. And don't let the world, don't let the enemy convince you that you don't. You do 
what God gives you to do. You do the plan. You work the plan. Say, Lord, give me the plan and I'll work it. You know, she was obedient. This mother was obedient. She asked for the plan. She worked the plan. She shut the door. She poured it in and God did the miracle. You know, we're not responsible for the miracle. God does the miracle. We do the obedience. We do the obedience part. He does the miracle part, right? And he redeemed her. He saved her. He saved her children. You know, and he he has saved you. He wants to save your children. And we have to believe. We have to believe that, you know, he didn't he did not give us these children to see their lives ravaged by the enemy. And he has a plan for them. And I don't care if these are little babies or if these are grown adults with children of their own. God loves them. Pray for your children. You know, we are on the front lines. So many times the enemy tries to make us feel like, and the world tries to make us feel like, oh, she's just a mom. You know, what can she do? Honey, you have got the host of heaven behind you because you serve the one true God. And he has such good plans for you. Get along with him. Ask him to show you the plan and work the plan. Amen. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? You know, I'm so thankful to the Lord. I, I don't get it right. I mess up so many times, guys. I just want you all to know that. I am, you know, I don't even feel worthy some most days of 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 coming to you. Because, you know, I I get people who call people who I have people who send me messages and people who call and 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 say, oh, I just enjoyed this. or Oh, that was so good. And I just want to tell them, I want to tell you that I have learned more from my failures and my weaknesses than I have from my successes and from my strengths. You know, that's where we find God. He says, when you're weak, that's when you're strong. So, you know, if you feel weak today, God doesn't see you as weak. He sees you as strong. You know, he knows what he's put in you and he knows it's good stuff. And he knows that you are more than able to take the land. So I just speak blessings over you this week. I hope that you and yours are doing well. And I just, I just pray for you. I just want to pray for you before we go this week. Lord, I thank you for my sisters out there today who are fighting the fight behind closed doors. Lord, nobody's cheering them on, but you're cheering them on. And I pray, Lord, that you would do miracles in their lives. I pray, Lord, that you would help them pray, that you would show them how to pray, that you would give them plans that you would help them to follow through, that you would help them to be obedient and to see clearly, Lord God, the next step. Lord, maybe the whole plan would be a bit overwhelming, but Lord, if you could just show us the next step, that would be awesome. And Lord, I just pray today for faith, that our faith would grow. And Lord, I just ask you, Lord God, that as we start to pour in, even though we feel like it's not enough, that you would pour in more and more and more, that Lord, the oil would keep flowing as long as we have vessels to pour it into. In Jesus' name, amen. 
hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at graceformyhome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.